Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, and SWE's blog, All Together, at altogether.swe.org. Hi, I'm Penny Worsing, FY19 President of the Society of Women Engineers, and this is SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. Joining me now is Davey McDowell. He is Chief Operating Officer of NCEES, the National Council of Examiners for Engineering and Surveying, the organization composed of the nation's licensing boards for engineers and surveyors. Also joining us is Kathy Marks, Vice President at Corolo Engineers. Her primary role at Corolo is working as a design manager for wastewater treatment plant projects. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thanks. So, Davey, for those who may not know, what does NCES do as an organization? Well, let me start by stating that NCES is a national nonprofit organization that essentially works for the state engineering and surveying licensure boards. We've been around for almost 100 years now. In in terms of engineering licensure, a license is granted by each individual board or state, uh, with with each state having its own rules and regulations. Uh, Engineering licensure consists of what we call the three E's, which are education, experience, and exams. NCEES is mostly known for producing exams. Uh, We produce the fundamentals of engineering exam and the principles and practice of engineering exam, Both are typically required for engineering licensure. Uh, NCWS also provides some other services to the 55 states and territories uh, to aid them in either the initial licensure process for engineering or for comedy applications when someone wants to become licensed uh, in another state. Uh, We provide services related to uh, evaluating um, foreign or international educational degrees. Uh, We have a registry that engineers and surveyors can track their continuing education on. And we also develop model documents for our states to use in their laws and regulations. That's quite a range of services. Um, You mentioned the FE or Fundamentals of Engineering exam. Uh, What are some of the advantages of taking the exam? Well, so like I mentioned a few moments ago, when we talk about the three E's for licensure, education experience exams, the FE is essentially the first step towards that uh, engineering license. The FE exam is typically taken um, just before or right after graduation from an engineering program. And as a matter of fact, we encourage that when we're talking to college students, college engineering students, Um, all of the information that we either produce um, in written form or in presentation form, always talks about taking the FE as soon as you can around graduation. And the reason being, the FE exam is essentially um, testing the knowledge that you should have gained while in an engineering program. The PE exam is more of an application of that knowledge. So taking the FE exam when those topics are fresh on your mind is a definite advantage. Uh, and I also feel like pass, taking and passing the FE exam is somewhat of a resume builder. Uh, it shows an, 
employer that you possess a, a level of competence in engineering. Uh, and it also shows that you're on that pathway to obtaining your professional engineering license. Well, that certainly rings for true for me. Um, I, I sat for the exam um, just a few months after graduating from, uh, from the university, and I'm very glad I did because things were fresh in my mind at that time. So, so that certainly rings true for me. Um, Kathy, uh, Corolla Engineers is a growing engineering company that employs about 800 engineers. Uh, when you or your company are considering hiring engineering candidates, is licensure something you're looking for? Absolutely. Um, as a consulting firm, having PE um, licensed engineers is critical to our success. All of our documents require stamps at some point in the process. So as an example, we have six internship openings currently, and all of those have preferred uh, EIT um, or the FE exam passed. And we have one entry-level position, and an EIT is a, a minimum requirement for the entry-level positions. And that certainly makes sense in your, in your business. Davey, is licensure just for civil engineering disciplines, or is pursuing licensure and taking the exams beneficial in other engineering disciplines? Yeah, that's a very common question that we get um, when we're at a college a student conference or if we're making a presentation um, to college students is that misconception, misconception that uh, licensure is only for civil engineers. The idea of licensure is to safeguard the health, safety, and welfare of the public. Uh, and so licensure is associated more with the job you do than the discipline you are. Uh, so, for example, if you are a consulting engineer and you're saying to the public at large that you want to uh, offer services, engineering services, then, then you're required to be licensed. If you're signing or sealing documents, um, which include mechanical and electrical drawings, you need to be licensed. Uh, it also helps to, perform, to become a professional engineer uh, a lot of times if you're an expert witness in court or if you're doing forensic investigations. Um, so I think it's important and it's more uh, not just for civil engineers, it's more for the job that that particular engineer is doing. And I also like to, to point out a lot of times we say um, in a stack of resumes, uh, a PE does stand out. And many times, uh, as Kathy just mentioned, job descriptions often require uh, at a minimum, having your being an engineering intern or having your PE, and to define engineering intern just just kind of briefly, um, that's kind of that in between step between um, graduation and becoming a professional engineer. So we typically say that someone's an engineering intern when they have graduated from an engineering program, have taken and passed the FE, they've kind of entered into this internship. Typically, the internship last about four years. So there's this gap in time between taking the FE or pa and passing the FE and prior to being licensed as a professional engineer. I think there's a couple of other things that kind of stand out about being a professional engineer and how it doesn't necessarily uh, tie exactly to the discipline that you're in. Um, you, A professional engineer is essentially 
serving the public, not just an employer. So licensure is a little bit more than um, being associated with a certain discipline. It's about a profession. It's about the profession in general, and it's about um, proving competence in, in an area that you will practice. That, that is an excellent point. And I wanted to um, go back. You mentioned uh, about four years before you sit for the professional engineer's exam. There are certain expectations during that period, correct? That you're, you're getting some relevant experience? Uh, that's exactly right. So kind of back to those three E's of engineering licensure. We have the exams, which is what uh, NCWS essentially takes care of. You have education, our university system does, and experience. And that's the piece that you're alluding to. Uh, experience is typically um, what we call progressive engineering experience. So that is um, starting out in, an, uh, say, a introductory or initial position at a company, and then starting to, to grow in the, the work that you do, taking more responsible charge, uh, being further involved in the actual processes or projects that are going on. So that experience is a really big part of becoming a professional engineer. And, and we all, on the, those that are associated in the licensure side of, of, of engineering, um, always talk about those three key pieces, and they're all very much considered to be pretty equal education exams and experience. Very good. Thank you. So, Kathy, what advice would you give to an engineering student who's about to graduate from college? Uh, definitely, if you haven't sat for the FE exam, uh, make an appointment to do that. Um, regardless of what path you plan to take in the engineering world, the flexibility of having that PE license gives you a lot of opportunities down the road. You may not think you need it or your current uh, career path doesn't require the PE license. Having that PE license gives you a lot more opportunities in the future. Um, and again, similar to my comment to Davey, that certainly rings true for me. Uh, fortunately, my university highly encouraged us to to sit for the uh, the FE exam early on, and uh, and I'm very glad I did. So, um, do you have any uh, resume or interview tips for our listeners? I definitely recommend that um, if you have sat for the FE and you are now currently in EIT. You put it right at, at the top of the resume next to your name. Um, so you would have your name, comma, EIT. If you have a date to sit for the exam and you haven't taken it yet, put that at the top. Um, again, we emphasize a lot on you ultimately having your PE. So showing that you understand the importance is critically important for us. And you don't want to have us try and find it in your resume. You want to put it up at the top. That makes sense. Uh, so any um, any specific suggestions for candidates who may be attending the SWE Career Fair? Um, we have a huge one coming up uh, this October in Minneapolis, as well as some smaller ones around the country at our WE Locals. Uh, any, any suggestions for those folks? Uh, again, I recommend that if you haven't sat for the exam, get a, an appointment um, to sit for the exam, put that on your resume. Um, Corolla has been at 
at least the last 10 SWE career fairs, we get a lot of really good candidates. Um, it's an opportunity to find a lot of companies that you haven't considered before. Um, and we'd love to see you at the upcoming career fair. Thank you. And in terms of uh, sitting for an exam, Davey, is there a, a website that folks can go to to um, to find uh, exam dates and locations? Uh, yes. And and I think that I wanted to kind of follow up, obviously, with some of the things that Kathy was saying, because I think it is important from a, a career perspective that you, you showcase whether you're on that pathway to licensure or if you are a licensed engineer. Um, Signing up for the Fundamentals of Engineering exam is actually pretty pretty easy. Uh, the NCWS website, which is just nces.org, uh, and you start looking for Fundamentals of Engineering exam, uh, can kind of st- will we'll step you right through the process to actually taking the exam. Years ago, and, and what we found in terms of uh, engineering taking the FE and taking the PE exam, a lot of times engineers are getting some handed down information from their peers. And things have changed significantly in recent years. It used to be that the fundamentals of engineering exam was offered in college campuses twice a year, and you would have 25 to 30,000 examinees on one Saturday taking the exam in April and a Saturday in October. And all that changed back in January of 2014 when the Fundamentals of Engineering exam changed over to computer-based test. You can essentially take the, the test year-round now. Our tests are offered at Pearson View test centers across the nation. There are two 100 to 300 different test centers. Some are on college campuses, some are in your more uh, urban areas, but every state and every territory has at least one. And most states have, you know, five to 10 different test centers that uh, an engineering student can go take the FE exam at. Uh, One thing I will point out is because each individual state does regulate the license of an engineer, or surveyor, in our case, we, we handle both. The signing up for or taking the FE exam is a little bit different uh, from state to state, but typically or the majority of states basically just require that you answer uh, some demographic questions, uh, tell about your education, and you are approved to, to take the exam. Uh, and at that point, um, once you've paid your money, uh, you'll get an email saying you're approved and you go in to the same system where you register and it steps you through to finding a uh, date and time and location where you can take the exam. Uh, in many cases, that that could almost be instantaneous so that uh, registration process happens pretty quickly. That that's certainly an improvement over the process that I went through, and and um, I think it probably makes it that much more accessible to so many more uh, students today. So that's fabulous. It does it does um, make it more um, accessible. I think the the other thing that was a significant change from past years when it was a paper and pencil exam is we actually give your results in about five to seven days now versus that awful weight of a couple of months that it used to be. Um, So in times past, the examinees would take the exam in mid-April, say, and it was probably June before they 
learned whether they had passed or failed the exam. And that's a long few months because a lot of times there were final exams and graduation stuck in there as well. Um, today, we get you those results pretty quick, um, which, which allows you to take the exam if you happen to not be successful the first time, uh, allows you to take the exam a lot quicker than having to wait six months to take it um, in the old way. Uh, and a, another piece that I'm sure is very much appreciated by t today's students, because I, I do remember that painful waiting period. So that that's great. Um, well, uh, Kathy, is there anything more you, you'd like to add? No, just I, we strongly recommend people get licensed um, and start the process as early as possible. Great. Well, well, Davey and Kathy, thank you so much for joining us to learn more about um, licensure. You can go to nceesorg for SWE. I'm Penny Worsing. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.